and it is never too late to implement a routine and consistency and to put a few things in place so that this little guy knows exactly what to expect and when. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Spoonful One. Spoonful One's mission is to stop a food allergy before it starts. And we are so happy to have them as a part of the Moms on Call podcast again this season. We've shared a lot about how easy and thorough Spoonful One is to safely introduce your baby to common allergens. But we haven't talked a lot about the science. Here's how Spoonful One works. Spoonful One works in the tummy to help introduce common food allergens early during the immune system's development. They have precisely portioned the proteins in Spoonful One so that each serving is large enough to safely increase the production of IgG4, which are good, protective antibodies. When eating Spoonful One, 16 foods are introduced to a child's immune system. The immune cells in the stomach begin to recognize the foods. When eaten on an ongoing basis, Spoonful One teaches the immune system that the 16 foods are just foods, not allergens. Spoonful One covers the food groups associated with over 90% of food allergies. Before Spoonful One ever reaches your baby's belly, Every product is tested up to three times to ensure it meets or exceeds national and international standards for food safety and protein integrity. We are confident that we are giving you only the best for your baby. Spoonful One has an exclusive offer just for Moms on Call listeners. Go to SpoonfulOne.com backslash Moms on Call for more information and your exclusive offer of 35% off their award-winning products. Hello, my name is Alexis. I am currently residing in Powder Springs, Georgia. Um, I had a quick question. I just really found out about you guys, which I think the podcast is amazing. Haven't had the chance to buy the book yet, but I'm strongly uh, thinking about it. (laughs) Um, I found out about you guys through a doctor whom I work with um, here at my job, and we were having a conversation about my kid, who is now seven months, waking up four to five times throughout the night. And I was telling him that originally my child was sleeping through the night. Um, He will probably wake up maybe once. um, But now that he's gotten older, he's waking up a lot more. And I'm really confused because it seems like he's going backwards. And um, the doctor told me about you guys' schedule. And I'm thinking about implementing it. But I am a little afraid because I feel like for so long he's gotten used to this not so much of a routine, kind of just waking up when he wants to, not really having a schedule. 
So my thing is, is it too late to start him on the schedule? And if not, will this, for lack of better words, traumatize him in the way that he's used to doing things? Thank you so much um, for any feedback and questions answered. You guys have a great day. Alexis, congratulations on that sweet little boy. And what we know is just the fact that you're calling and asking these questions, man, this kid is super lucky. He's not going to be traumatized. He is not. He's not. Only great parents ask this question. That's what we love. <laughs> and we, we all think these things, Alexis. So you are not alone. And you're not too late. It's never too late. It is that ne- we help families all the way up to four years and a little beyond that. And, and it is never too late to implement a routine and consistency and to put a few things in place so that this little guy knows exactly what to expect and when. And the best thing to do is start right now. Start right now. We lay it out for you in our resources. You will want that six to 15 month book or online course. I would highly recommend reaching out and getting some of the email support with one of our consultants that will actually walk that out with you. Um, But it is definitely not too late. So a few things that we can do right off the get go. Go ahead. What Alexis would love as you're talking about that is the crazy day. Oh, So it doesn't have to be completely strict or nothing. Uh, we have little C times in all the listed routines and schedules and our resources because, uh, you know, we've got a ton of kids. Like our lives also have to be kind of flexible. And those crazy day times can be like what you function on every day. So we do have those options. All right. I interrupted you. Go on with your wisdom, girl. And and so we want to have a few things in place. We want to make sure we have a safe sleep environment. So a crib, nothing else in the crib. We love them to have their own space. So in their room, if that's possible. If not, make sure that that crib is up and as far away from your bed in your bedroom as you can possibly get it. We want to make sure there's nothing else in that crib but that baby. We want to make sure that baby's in footed pajamas. That way they he can rock and roll and scoot and find that sweet, comfy spot. We have the free video. So if you want to just kind of test the waters, because we love your honesty. I'm strongly thinking about it. I can't even tell you how much we love I that love you will it. say that. But we have free resources. Yeah. So as you're thinking about it, go see the sleep environment video that we have out there for free at momsoncall.com. And it will absolutely give you this great kind of silly, somewhat silly picture of yes, what Laura's of what talking that about. looks like. And we want to make sure foot it pajamas, use that white noise machine that will help kind of with those transitions of sleep. And then we really just need to get out of his way. As long as he is healthy and he's gaining weight well, then we have all these things in place. Alexis, if we could just get out of his way and believe in him, believe that he can do what he's perfectly capable of doing at this age. Well, and we don't really talk about the benefits of sleep Uh, for kids this age. We talk about it for adults. Like there's 
all kinds of articles. There's just, it's like absolute agreed upon knowledge for every age group, but somehow it just seems so taboo when we get down to this age. And let me tell you, um, I love that you're concerned about, you know, how this, how he might adjust to these things. So he is strong, adaptable and resilient and sleeping all night is going to benefit him in ways you can't even imagine. And both of you, now, if you want to be up with him and you're liking this and you're rocking that life and you know, that's everything that you wanted to do and dream of totally fine with us. But If you want to get all night sleep, both of you, and enjoy every waking hour and moment that you have, we can get you from here to there. Hey, moms. My name's Allie. I'm from Raleigh. I have a um, 10-month-old, and we did the moms on call schedule, and it worked great, but he is standing up now, and he's standing up in his crib, and he'll stand up and cry and cry and cry. Um, I don't know if it's because we can't figure out how to get down, but napping and nighttime sleeping is hard right now just because he won't sit down um, or lay down. So just wanted to get your advice on that and see what we should do. Thank you. Yeah, this is a great question. So um, my twins were movement twins. And yes, they were standing, they were walking at a little over 10 months old, um, definitely before a year. And it was absolute chaos. But I've got some great news for you. We are here um, with words of encouragement. They are going to learn how to find their own comfy spot. So this is a bump in the road and kids who can figure out how to get up can figure out how to get back down. And I love that you say can. They can. I think so often our mommy hearts say, well, they can't. They can't. They just can't figure out how to get back down or they just can't figure. Yes, they They can. And that crying, I like to consider that the sound of achievement. So, see, perspective. It's all about perspective, people. It's all about perspective. And I mean, you want to just like go in there and, you know, set them down and then they're right back up again. Um, And what we want to do is just give him time. He absolutely can figure out how to do it. It's going to take a minute that he's going to have to get so frustrated that he does figure it out. And when he does figure it out, this problem will resolve on its own by his own ingenuity an ability to do the things that we thought maybe he wasn't capable of doing. Hi, my name is Samantha from Boulder, Colorado, and I have a question for Laura and Jennifer. Um, First off, I love your books. And secondly, I'm a bit of a free spirit and my husband is as well. Uh, We don't have a lot of routines and we have a baby arriving in about four months. Um, My question is, how important are routines in raising a baby? Do we have to have one? Uh, Can we let them fall asleep when they're tired and just uh, wake up when they're not tired and feed them when they cry? Basically have like not a strict schedule, no schedule, because we honestly uh, would like to keep them a free spirit like we are, if that's an option. Um, Is that an option? Thanks. Samantha, we love that you called that in to ask. Moms on Call, we are pretty routine people. We believe that, you know, routines really help to set a really good foundation that leads to 
better sleep, better rest for everyone in the household. However, however, we are firm believers that we want you and your family to find what works in your house. So no routine, letting them sleep when they want to sleep. That is perfectly fine. So is that an option? It's absolutely an option as long as you and that sweet husband of yours are the ones that are making the decision. Because, you know, the best decision is the one you and your husband make. Sharing some of our most popular tips and tricks. This is the Moms on Call Spotlight, presented by Spoonful One. What can we look for when we realize that our kids are ready to go from two naps down to one? First of all, that nap, either the morning or the afternoon, starts to get really wonky. And you notice they're a little bit fussy and more active during the day. And the second thing that sometimes propels us into going from two naps to one nap is just our daily schedule and routine, especially if you have multiple kids. Sometimes life dictates it, and sometimes our kids will give us the signs. This Moms on Call Spotlight was presented by Spoonful One. Spoonful One's mission is to reduce food allergy rates in infants and children. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.